0: Where these two bald dossers, the Gypsy King listens every day of the week and twice on Sundays. Hi, packing punches. Something's just fallen down behind me. (laughs) We are back with episode seven. In the blue corner, it's me, Ben, Mr. Bombastic Hyde. In the red corner, Scotty 2 Hottie Findlay. And the third person in the ring this evening, (laughs) Beck Connolly. How you doing? Hiya. I'm good, thank you. Thank you for joining us. Scotty, how you doing, fella?
1: I'm good. I'm good.
0: Rocking the summertime shirt.
1: Yeah, yeah the, the weather it's brought it out.
2: Good vibes.
0: <laughs> well, 3, three eighteen and an um, No well,
2: one would, no one to, would call no, you,
0: 18. no one would call you a journeywoman. Every time I've seen you fight, you just you fight and you bring it. I've, I've been fortunate enough to see you live five times, I think. Um, so it's it's always great pleasure to see you fight, and you box five world champions at multiple weight divisions, rarely stopped. Varying levels of notice. How on earth do you do it?
2: I think that number, though, that number has gone up now because at the weekend we got the whole whole lot because Ellie became a world champion. So um, that is a hell of a lot of them now. Yeah, um, yeah. I think people mistake the record. Um, there's definitely some losses that weren't losses on that record for sure. Hundred um, percent. And also, it's easy to look at it on paper and go oh yeah, she's just in it to come in come out, but I know that I accepted that I was like the gatekeeper for that standard, and um, there's no one else in the women that can do that right now, so um, yeah, we're having a great time doing it, but I certainly don't go into uh, giving them an easy night's work, that's for sure.
0: (laughs) Absolutely. Well, I said in our socials when we were sort of promoting that you were going to be on with us, that... Boxing in general just would not thrive without people like yourself, but women's boxing specifically, it just would not be progressing in this country the way that it is if we weren't getting the challenge that you bring to every fighter that you fight. Because I said on last week's show that when it first started, I was was I kept pushing, saying the women need a British title, they need the English title, the area titles, and I spoke with Dave Caldwell on Instagram Live, and he was like, there's not the debts, they can't do it, they can't do it. And they're bringing in Latvian bin ladies and Romanian dinner ladies just to fill the cards. But you are actually giving a solid fight to anybody that walks in the ring. And as as we've now said, we're now six world champions. I mean, yeah, you look at um, six world champions, they're not there without getting through you.
2: Yeah, absolutely. And like a lot more of them have got titles than that. And I think he is right. There wasn't the depth to the divisions. And this, like it really worries me about the future, but really makes me excited as well. I don't want the women to go backwards. I don't want them to go the same route maybe the men's boxing went. Um, they all come to fight at the moment. Mm. Um, that I came around at a time where, he's correct, there's not the depth of the divisions. Like I would be sat here with my nice British belt and my nice Southern area and like, I'd be champ at my level, um, but of course there wasn't that. It was like, you've got this, uh, and don't get me wrong, these Romanians and the Eastern European girls, they all come to fight, but they are different levels. Like there's yeah. a, a big a big difference in the abilities. Um, so you've got the lower level pros down here, and then you've got the world champions and the elite um, that are coming over from the Olympics. like and all those guys and they're superb and then there's like this huge huge gap in the middle and um obviously when i started (laughs) out i was definitely aiming for the. and i like everyone should be aiming for the top if you're not you're in it for the wrong reasons and you you shouldn't if you're not aiming to be the best that you can possibly ever be then i feel that boxing is not the sport for you like (laughs) wherever that level is you've got to aim there and I aim that every single time but I am here and there was no one to fight there there was no that it's going to get better and better for the people coming up and through now because there are going to be British titles I think there was one the other week the first ever one wasn't there Uh, and I've just I've missed out on that bit um but I'm not at all bitter about that because I've filled a different role in in women's boxing like um they wouldn't have been able to get to where they've got to. And I don't think the public would have liked it as much if they hadn't had to get through someone and get through a test first. Absolutely. I think a lot of them got shots at world titles a lot quicker than had there been the depth to the divisions that we're going to see in the next 10 years as all these amateurs come up and through. But they fought hard... Fights, haven't they? Um, Ellie, for example, at the weekend, um, I I did Ellie's debut. I think she's a fantastic girl, and I thought she was just head and shoulders. Like, she stood out like a bright, shining star at the weekend. Like, she deserved every second of that um, world title, and I thought she was absolute class. But she had to fight. Like, she really had to fight for all her. I think she's had six fights, has she? Like six yeah. fights is not a lot to be going six pro fights to be going in for a world title, is not a lot. But each and every one, she's progressed up a little bit, fighting someone just that little bit above the last person. And she didn't go. It, I don't. She didn't get an easy night's work, and she did take it seriously. A debut, and um, yeah, I think there's space for everyone. Uh, and yeah. Um, I saw an opportunity to fill a gap that was there in the market. Absolutely. <laughs> I, thought, I, I can do that.
0: <laughs> well, I, I did see a little bit of Ellie's very late career as, a, as an amateur. And when she turned, turned over pro and they announced their debut, and now she was fighting you in her debut, I was like, that is an acid test to come in. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? That's that's not a you know a Romanian or at least Euro- European that no one's heard of. That's a hard fight. And, and you gave her a hard night as well. <laughs>
2: Yeah, it was, it was a bloodbath that fight yeah, it was. <laughs> it was like we're both tough lady, come on. <laughs> but she she was absolutely class and she did like she absolutely won that fight. But I like to think and her team were really, really um supportive afterwards as well, that she had a tough night's nice work. It wasn't a given, was it? Yeah,
0: which is what they want, I think, at the end of the day. I mean, looking now at the I mean the, just the British fighters you fought, I mean the, the caliber is just Unreal, Terry Harper, Carly Skelly, Tasha Jonas, Rachel Ball, Ramla Ali, um, Nina Hughes, of course, another world champion. Yeah. Uh, uh, who's the toughest, do you think, out of all the British girls you faced?
2: Um, I think we were talking about this today, actually, because I've just been up at Enzo's. He's got another prospect turning over with him. Um, oh, nearly fell off my own <laughs> table. Um, in, in oh, where is he? Somewhere in Wales. Swansea, <laughs> I think, isn't he? Swansea, that's where I've been today. Um, I'd say Natasha Jonas was probably the most skillful like technical fighter that I've been in with. Um Terry Harper was very, very sharp. Um, but Bridges, for me, was the absolute the the power, like the where the power came from, shoot, for such a tiny, tiny woman. I mean, I wasn't very comfortable down at one one. I think I fought Bridges and Nina Hughes down at one one eight, and uh, it's
0: oh, it's ban- bantams are What yeah. <laughs> yeah,
2: What's I- your notice
0: did you have for the Nina Hughes fight? Because that wasn't a particularly great time for you, was it?
2: Oh, the new, like, yeah, I know. I I fight with my heart on my sleeve, and I fight like I live, which is. I like, am not gonna change. I'm never gonna change. And that is how I live as well. But it's not always a great thing. I can't switch off. If I've got something going on outside of the ring, it comes into the ring with me, which is not always great. Um, but with Nina Hughes, the February we were meant to fight, and um I'd done all the training camp, everything because we'd been given I think yeah, it was Lee and her manager, isn't he? Yeah. So I've been given notice on the Hughes fight. And the day before the weigh-in, I got COVID. And it was still it was the February last year. So they were still making you do a COVID test as you went into the ring. So I was like, Phew. um, me and Gemma, because my sparring partner is Gemma Rueeg, and um I rang my coach and said, Coach, I just tested positive for um because I was making weight and I was thinking. It's never nice being hungry, but it never feels this bad either.
1: No.
2: Proper like, oh, I do not feel well. Um, and I rang my coach and I said, I've just tested her, like done a COVID test and it's come back. And he said, oh, I was just about to ring you. Gemma's um just had to pull out of her fight because she's got COVID as well. So we were like, oh, which sparring gave us COVID? And <laughs> um, But I phoned like straight away and of course it was the day before the weigh-in and then all the stuff came out online that she said I hadn't made weight and I was like whoa 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 she's since apologized so it's like fine she was obviously quite upset about the fight being cancelled but for me I was just like whoa 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 I've like fought profet I fought like 50 odd times now I fought professionally 20 odd times like I have never once been an ounce overweight like (laughs) we're not gonna start doing that now that is not the reason Um, so we rescheduled it for the April so um, that's yeah so I did get get plenty of notice to make the weight but it's just um, I'm just not a skinny little girl like I do a lot of weight training (laughs) I like CrossFit I do a lot of sport I really like pizza It doesn't feel good being all tiny, but um, yeah, it's what it is. I think super bantam and featherweight suit me best. Yeah. Um, but it depends. I've just taken this fight in your call, and um, it's up at lightweight, so <laughs> we oh, shall sure wow. have a go at that,
0: yeah. <laughs> less, less dieting.
2: Well, there we go. <laughs> you think it means that, but it just means that I'm like, yeah, I can have some extra calories now, and then I'll be manically dieting down. <laughs>
0: Well, Scotty and I discussed last week, actually, um, Ebony staying at, at Bantamweight, because she does have quite a frame. She used to be a bodybuilder as well. Um, to keep her frame anywhere close to, to fight weight, especially now she's been injured for a while, um, must be a struggle for her. And today we found out she's just signed with Dave Caldwell and moved up north. So that's. do you think that's a good move for her? Yeah, like, um, I, I
2: don't know the ins and outs of anything. I don't know anything, literally nothing. Um, uh, but from what I could see from the social media before, like when she was coming over from America quite a lot, a lot of the people she were hanging out with were up north and she supports Leeds, doesn't she? So it kind of makes sense. Um, I hope it, I don't know how far away it is. Hopefully it'll be close enough that I'll be able to drive up. Cause I drove to Essex once, but it's just such a ball ache of a drive. It just, yeah, I do. Not, not for me, I live it. Oh dear. <laughs> It really really took me all day and then all day back and like yeah I think for me two hours is the max like today was two and a half hours and I'm thinking by the time I've done it there and back I was like oh it's a long way <laughs> but yeah I think she's yeah she seems like she'll be happy up there and as for fight weight um I think she cuts weight brilliantly um to be able to get down i think that is a bodybuilding thing though isn't it maybe she like i wish i knew the tricks because i'd quite like to be able to eat ice cream the night before a weigh in and stuff like that but i'm just like that near my mouth <laughs> <I'm> eating dust <laughs> I,
0: feel, I feel like i'm hogging all, all my time with you scotty did know i was very excited to have you on <laughs> i um I, I i very nearly met you at the um the All Women Show in October at the O2. Because oh, I, 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 I was sat in like the next row to a few of your family and friends, and you you came up after your fight, and and I was I was chatting to my mate, we were having a drink. Got so enthralled watching it that I, by the time I turned around said so I'm going to go and meet back, you'd gone and you were sitting oh, there. I, think. Um, <laughs> I was yacking here, there, and everywhere. I had such yeah. A
2: good fight.
0: It uh, was like so awesome that was. It was fantastic, wasn't it? I thought you won that fight. Who did not? <laughs> yeah. Was, that. Yeah. Yeah, i thought she was very classy um and i, I think she's she's probably going to be quite a star at Featherway, actually especially now terry harper's moved up but um yeah i thought you won that
2: yeah i didn't think she liked the aggressive um sort of style which i was, <laughs> I was determined to go in with um there was a couple of tweets from that which um to be fair to my coach like He's got me under control now because uh, <laughs> I do like to just go in and scrap, don't I? And he's like, you can't do that all the time. Um, there was a couple of things in that fight like she kept going to the left hand side, and why I couldn't figure out what he was quite t- telling me to do. And then I watched it back, and I was like, he's clearly telling you to step back with your left leg, and like it would have just like I think it would have been a totally finished fight if I'd just done that one little thing different. But, um, yeah, I was gutted. I did think that I'd done enough to to win that. Um, and, yeah, really, really disappointing. But, again, when you're in the away corner, you just kind of have to accept that they've got a plan for the other fighter, haven't they? But I had a great night, and I thought I showed everyone that I was back to being like Beck, really. And I'd had a few fights where I was a bit emotional and a bit off my off my game completely. But, um, that, start, that was good positive fight, and then I've had a couple of really good positive fights this year. Um, so, yeah, hopefully on a roll, and hopefully I'll get a win, because I feel like I deserve one. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, one of your more recent fights was with a, with a previous guest of ours, with Stevie Levy. Oh,
2: okay, yeah, she's great, isn't
0: she? <laughs> she is, she, and she had lovely things to say about you as well. Um, she's due to fight this Friday night in Rotherham, uh, although I've just looked on Box BoxRec. No one's actually got an opponent for that show yet.
2: Oh, okay. I, don't know. Um, I, heard, um, I thought that was a great fight with Stevie. I thought it was a really well matched fight, nice and even. Um, so, yeah, I think we're a good, yeah, it was a good matchup. I thought that was a good shout, that fight.
1: Yeah,
0: yeah, I could see you two having some quite effective sparring, actually, I think for each other it would be.
2: Yeah, we've done that bit now, haven't we? So that's... Yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah, that would be effective. So, One thing I did want to ask you, uh, drug testing for ladies, is it as regular for the men?
2: Yes. I think um, it's absolutely compulsory on the belts. Um, And then they do random testing the rest of the time. Um, Personally, it's the money, isn't it? That's why they don't do it with Mm. if, Like I think they should just do a urine test at the start of every but then you've got to do all the small haul as well haven't you it's down to the promoter to pay but there's no reason why the big shows can't be can't be paying but
0: yeah it, it was something i was wondering about because i mean UCAD haven't got a particularly good reputation they've um with some of the stuff they've been doing with boxers in, in other sports as well other, other low-level sportsmen they've been sort of making cases with and Vada is obviously the one that costs all the money, doesn't it? Because it's the voluntary one.
2: But isn't that the one that every, like, where they've had the problem? I mean, I, I don't want to talk about other boxes, but where they've had the issues with boxes before, isn't it Vada that they've tested positive, and then UCAD that has? Yeah. Just, because
0: the British, the British Boxing Board will take the UKAD result because that's the United Kingdom anti-doping, whereas Vada, I think, is American-based. Um. So yeah, it's a bit of a strange one, but its I don't recall hearing of a female boxer fa- failing a drug test.
2: Oh, uh, I know two Americans that have fought in England that definitely did. Oh, well,
0: fantastic. Yeah. No so, names? Uh, no. <laughs> 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 I'm not
2: going down that rabbit hole. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely not. Beth <laughs> Collie does not, does it? <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah. Yeah. Um, i definitely i know for a fact the commonwealth definitely definitely um have people that come in and take a urine sample and uh, i i don't i guess now the british belts are coming in for the females they'll start doing that as well mm. No. But.
0: yeah it's some, i think it's something that obviously needs they don't need to make it all public but as long as it's being done because at the end of the day the fight the safety is paramount in the sport so yeah i
2: think personally like, more needs. I know it's more prevalent in the males, but people know um, of people that get away with it. So <laughs> maybe yeah. more should be. I mean, it's not like other sports, is it? Um, you're like bodybuilders quite open with it. But if you're in a different sport and it's just biking or something like that, it's a lack of integrity, but you're not putting anybody at risk apart from your set, like your, yourself. Um, in fight sports you're actually risking someone's life like you risk their life when you get in there anyway so i just think it the sanctions need to be like a little bit hard like you're risking life that that's my personal opinion Uh,
0: i mine's the same i've always said if you test positive you you should be done
2: you should be banned for life never again and think about that opponent that you've been in with as well like Mm. It, it, when you hit someone you're taking a massive massive risk anyway but i know when i walk in there i'm taking the same risk as that other person i would not be happy to get in there with someone that's five times as strong as they should be i know everyone's strength's different but
0: yeah that's how che- i've always che- that's yeah. chemically enhanced with baby yeah, aids, a bit different yeah it's very dangerous isn't it and i mean speaking of strength to, sorry scotty i know i'm hogging her i'm um, I'm in, the, I'm in my element the um i've listened to an interview that you did with um ifl uh probably about a year back now and you I, I'll, I'll not direct quote yeah go on. <laughs> but I, I think you may have said something on, along the lines of nutrition can solve 80 percent of the problems that medicine can't yes, yes and and i know that you are Even a more. trainer and you're Even banging more. to your <laughs> nutrition um so was that always your your lifestyle Were you always training? and watching the nutrition?
2: Um, no, I was always training when I was younger. Then I went through a patch when I had my first daughter. Um, After that, um, just lifestyle change, really, when you're at home. I was fine with my first. I kept fit and worked all the way through. And then I was pregnant again within a couple of months with my second. Now that was a very, very different pregnancy. I was suddenly thrust into a world of seeing at home, people bringing around cake and coffee to visit the new baby. (laughs) By the end of the pregnancy, my mum came to visit me for my daughter's first birthday and her words as she walked through the door was, who did you eat? (laughs) I was like, apparently quite a lot of carrot cake, (laughs) mum. So yeah, it was, um, it, was it, it was, it wasn't a pretty picture after I had the kids' um, pregnancy with the boys, completely, completely different though. Um, and then it was my dad's death that first got me really, like, because I deal with everything by just learning. I, I want to know, like, what causes this, cause and effect, cause and effect, cause and effect. And if I can educate myself and... Like, I just get quite obsessive with whatever I'm learning about. I always like was the same. And at a time, I was just like, I can't understand why he's dead. Like, it's just grief. What I now know is just grief. Um, But I looked into it, and I looked into it, and I went down the rabbit hole, and I never came back out of that <laughs> rabbit hole. And um, then it was quite shocking. I was just like, we literally poison ourselves, and we created all these diseases Um. And food is absolutely the the cure. And then you've got all the stuff in between, haven't you? You don't want to take the enjoyment out of your life. And there are some things that we all do that are not good for us, but we just do because they bring us some sort of semblance of joy. And then some things we just do out of habit and addiction. And the foods in the supermarkets, the processed foods that are causing all these diseases, like they're designed to be addictive when you eat them so that you keep buying them and um, we absolutely do the salt and sugar content and all the fake sugar I think there's something like 122 odd fake sugars that we put in our foods and our bodies just aren't designed for that at all and I always say like to my clients that we've got like Everyone says, Oh, I'm not intolerant to that or anything else. If you fast, um, if you were to take everything out um for a substantial amount of time, say five days or something, and you were to reset, you would then react if you were to add in some of the foods that you regularly consume now. And I just explain it like like an alcoholic. Um, you see some alcoholics and they can drink and drink and drink, and they're you don't see them have a hangover, you don't seem to think that anything happens to them. Whereas you get someone like me, when I wake up, if I've had a drink, I'm like, oh my god, it's the end of the world. Everyone <laughs> help me. <laughs> but it's not that their body it's not that the alcohol hasn't damaged their body the night before, just like it would you or I, it's that their their bodies got used to it it's tolerating it It, it's changed to meet those demands and it's the same with our food our bodies get so used to used to consuming it and they have to try you're fighting for homeostasis all the time um and they have to they have to get used to tolerating it so it's not that your body's not being damaged by what you're eating anymore and you're like oh I'm absolutely fine it doesn't react nothing happens it's that it's trying to keep you stable like if you took it out and put it back in it would react um so that's that's kind of stuff that I work with my clients on like just getting to a baseline and seeing where they're at yeah yacked on again ever no sorry
0: honestly it's it's so engaging and it's and it's something even obviously at the top level of the sport, a lot of the, the teams will have a nutritionist, won't they, within them sort of guiding the fighters on what they eat. Uh, my background was in like a I come from white collar into unlicensed. Um, so to, for me to make weight, I was virtually starving myself and just having meal replacement shakes because I don't really like like green food or anything like that. So I was,
2: yeah, I could always
0: get my weight down, but I wouldn't be very strong.
2: And there's, there's ways to incorporate the green stuff. And I've got, like, my little lad tonight, we've had masses of rows about, <laughs> I, I train this football team, and I've just been over there training them. And, okay, it's hot and it's sticky tonight, but it is just absolutely pathetic. And I was like, what are you eating today? And he hasn't eaten what he's been given. He's taken some chocolate and this chocolate fudge flapjack and that. And I was like, how do you expect to be able to do anything? And I really have to try with him, like to get the greens into some kind of smoothie or something, because he just mm. put it on their plate and they're like, oh, this is gross. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I definitely do my own nutrition, but I do like those meal replacement shakes though, I have to say. But I'm a big foodie as well. Like if you and that's the other thing, if you deprive yourself of stuff you want it even more. Yeah. And I, I think it's just having balance. Like, boxing works, because I've tried all different lengths of camps. Like, sometimes I don't get any notice at all, which is fine. But well, I've,
0: so I've I, stepped in on one day.
2: Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> That's so cool. But if I have notice, my preference is six weeks, anything longer than that. And it doesn't do any benefit, but it just like, I just start going downhill after that and anything shorter than that I haven't reaped the rewards of having a clean diet and no wine and no chocolate or anything yeah. So, yeah for me the magic is six weeks definitely
0: excellent stuff Scotty do you want to jump in I, I kept saying you sort of like
1: hopping. that's all right Beck I'll never tell you what I eat my diet is atrocious um <laughs> but hey, I can just... you
0: see him drinking that that iron brew
1: Iron Brew, it's Iron Brew extra though. No sugar. It's just got all the other bad stuff in it. With the six world champions that you've now fought, and we spoke to Stevie Levy and she says she never wants to be that girl that calls someone out. And I felt like a lot of the women fighters at the moment, they are keeping their 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 temper in check. They're not saying too much bad things about each other. And it's kind of like a, a friendly environment as it seems on the social media and the outside world. Is that the case, or do you think it's not the case, and then it will slowly start creeping into it?
2: Um, well we were talking actually, I was talking about this the other day. There's just no need to be rude. Um, I think there's a way to call someone out without being detrimental to their character or to their boxing. And why do you want to fight them? Like why do you want to fight them? Let people know. let them know. like I, I'd quite happy like I did call um. I wanted the Bridges fight, everyone knew I wanted the Bridges fight, <laughs> okay, I completely didn't see my life taking that turn and I completely messed it up at the time, but before that I was like, this is a fight I want, so I started putting little feeders out there and then I guess for her, she was like, oh this is a perfect sort of step up for, In so it just worked, I was never rude about Ebony, I never, I, I don't feel anything rude to her, well. I've got nothing but respect for the woman, like we're totally different characters, but think she's done a great job um so i think there's ways and means to call people out i don't think you do yourself any favors by being nasty after someone's had to pull out an injury or something like it's just i mean Sophia least recently i i did my rotator i mean my friend Gemma, she jumped in and did a fantastic job but my shoulder i was gutted like a financially very very gutted (laughs) but um be like it's not nice having to pull out i've had to pull out of one fight for covid and one fight for my shoulder and both times that have broken me haven't because you know the other person's been training for for you specifically haven't they and it's not just you you're letting down you're letting down all the people um so it takes a lot to do that but sophie was great like she just wished me well
1: said get better and then afterwards was like if you want to come out and train with me you're more than welcome i mean you can't ask for more than that can you and then i noticed uh there's a few only fans accounts um the, the, the saucy weigh-ins <laughs> it could go the wrong way it could get the uh the internet trolls and i'm sure there is some out there giving giving the girls shit. but i feel like it's been quite well well received and it's people making an income for themselves.
2: Yeah, I mean, um, we saw the way in at the weekend. I was like, <laughs> "Fair play to her." I mean, where could you go? You already had Ebony, who's like nailed the lingerie and the risque way in and everything. And uh, body paint, body paint was the next answer, wasn't it? <laughs> I did have a little chuckle when I saw that. I thought, "Oh, fair play." <laughs> I was,
1: I, I wasn't, I wasn't expecting that. And for for, for yourself, uh, I'm not. I don't want to be ageist, but obviously the, the age is creeping in. Um,
2: I'll, be, I'll be 22 before you know. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but for, I know you've got your career outside of boxing, that, but when when the, the gloves do hang up, are you planning on staying in the women's boxing? I feel, feel like that would be beneficial for all the girls growing.
2: Yes, so that is my next thing. So I'll be fine if you're next year. Um, not quite done with it yet. But I'm signing fighters at the moment. I've got my professional manager's license just um, three weeks ago. I got that. Um, I've,
0: I've got, got it written it, down already to talk about that because I no, can't see it. Eleven, I've 11. <laughs> uh, written down already.
2: Sports management, that's right. <laughs> so I just. Oh, I'm just getting my feet with it all. I'm trying to understand it all because I'm not. I appreciate how difficult the legalities of everything is and i just want to make sure that i do a good job by these girls and um i don't just want to sign anybody um i want to make sure we're a good fit and i want to make sure that i believe in them and what i'm selling and what i'm pushing and um i don't i'm not just in it for the world class either i'm in it for the the warriors that as long as they can put their heart and soul into it i'll be more than happy to give them Whatever I can, and do whatever I can to even the playing field. Um, so yeah, so hopefully this month, um, this month we'll start signing some people.
0: Is it <laughs> gonna be exclusively females?
2: Um, I think so at the moment. I mean, I'm not ruling out signing some men. I'm absolutely God, I get done for sexism, <laughs> I <Yeah. prefer> sexism. <laughs> but I just feel that's like stick to what you're good at like I know female boxing inside out and um I've experienced it like uh, this is this is what I know so it makes sense to sort of stick with it I'm sure as time goes on and a manager's role is more what I know than female boxing then that may change but right now just in it for the girl <laughs> Do
0: you, um... With the, with the British title now being made available to the girls, which is, is fantastic, and it's certainly about time. As you said, we had our first one a couple of weeks ago, which was Lauren Price. Who was? Oh, I um, knew it was
2: someone that I recognised. I was yeah, like, I thought "We had a British."
0: Um, I mean, unfortunately, me and Scott sort of discussed it was. It ended up being kind of an anti-climax because Lauren Price is so clearly above British level. She's, I mean, she's only had now what four, or five pro fights, and she is quite clearly world level. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah, very clearly so but it's, it's,
2: it's gonna take some time isn't it to get yeah. the, the girls that are at at that level fighting the girls at that level
0: yeah um, because the problem is I mean, if you look through I mean know like box wreck isn't you know like the uh, the holy grail of it all but the fly weight there's four pros super fly there's five Bantam and super Bantam there's a massive spread I mean I suppose that's for for, for a woman's sort of size when you're training, that sort of between eight and a half, nine stone is a fairly average bracket, isn't it?
2: Well, man, lose <laughs> <was
0: like>, weight. Oh, <laughs> yeah. boil, boil down <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> but yeah, I, I think the, um, yeah, at Bantam is Super Bantam, I think unfortunately a lot of the girls of the names that we know, and obviously some of your past opponents, they're now past that level, I think, of fighting for a British title. They're, they'll be moving up into Europeans and worlds. But yeah, um, Yeah, so what what do you think's coming through? Have you got anyone in particular that you've got your eye on coming through?
2: There's there's so many good girls out there. I know my friend Ryan Kington in um, Bristol. He's got a girl, Charlie, making her debut soon. Um, She'll be coming up for Sparring on Tuesday. She's a dead good girl. Um, Today I went up to Enzo. He's got a girl, Ashley, just about to turn over in July. Um, As I say, there's no rush with these girls. They're young, like the the coaches the managers can all take their time bringing them on up and through which is something that my generation and this generation of boxers coming through they didn't have the time it was like it's now or never it sees yeah. like and they they seized it all right and i'm so so pleased so many of the girls did but i definitely yeah it's an exciting time i reckon ten years we'll be having a very different
0: conversation it'll be like whoa that planned (laughs) hour." well it's been a i'm not going to say divisive i don't think that's quite the right word but um as scotty has always said that i've always been a massive advocate for it i've always loved women women boxing when i was boxing my coach was a woman it was it was something i thought was very natural and and as i said i've never met a woman boxer who isn't one lovely but two fucking nails <laughs> I
2: thought you were going to say nuts there nah.
0: <laughs> Well that's part of the course any, any of us that will put our, our head between them ropes To go toe to toe with one other person <laughs> We're all fucking nuts <laughs> but, um, but yeah now that it, I think a lot of people That were perhaps sceptical of it to start with Are actually now starting to come around to it Because it is entertaining and I, And we discussed last week as well I don't think we need to change the 10 rounds. I don't think we need to change the two minutes because we don't need to dilute the product. And, and the example I used was that Taylor Cameron fight. If those were three-minute rounds, it wouldn't have been any more entertaining.
2: I think oh. you hit the nail on the head there. I was talking about this the other day, it's diluting it. Um, and there's many, many good reasons to go over to the three minutes and the 12 rounds. But I said, like, you've got the excitement. You've got a different like we offer something different at the two-minute rounds um and i would worry that like you say it'd be diluted Mm. if you take that away Um, because
0: it's not i mean some people might not understand that when the women train in a pro gym it's not that they can't do three-minute rounds you all train three minute rounds you 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 know spar three minute rounds probably only spar two minutes towards the end of camp so you find yourself not waiting around (laughs) in the
2: fight well, literally, I I made my debut over three-minute rounds, more as a sort of women can do three minutes as well. But it it was after the debut that I thought you're not getting paid for <laughs> you're not getting paid for the overtime. So I went down to the two minutes, and um, as you said, I'm not getting any younger. <laughs> now I'm like that. We should have an old age category, like thirty-second round. <laughs> <laughs>
0: But the thing is, with it, it's if it's two minute round, one minute break. Them rounds are frantic and they are non stop.
2: And, and you've got to work because you yeah. haven't time to sit back and, and yeah, I you can't wait around. So exciting because we all fight the two minutes, um, whereas with the threes, it's a lot more te- technical, isn't it? It's a lot more tactical. Um, yeah, just bring something different. I like both, but.
0: Yeah, like like you said, though, I mean, I, I often found it. I mean, unlicensed, before two minutes. And if you were sparring a three-minute round, you'd find yourself waiting. You, you know, be, you'd be having a look, and then now you've only got a minute and a half left in the round, and you've got to go and win it, and you're fucked because you've been dancing around for a minute and a half.
1: <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> so yeah, no, I, I say I think it's growing. I think it's doing really well, and I can't wait to see where it's going. We've got so many world champions coming out of Britain. We are. I'm going to briefly catch up with Nina next week. She's on holiday this week, so um, we'll catch up with her and see what her plan is. Because there was announced, I think it was yesterday, that uh, the other two phantom champions are fighting. Okay. So that there's a unification happening in the other side of the division. Oh. I'm
2: just... That for Nina.
0: Yeah, I think for Nina, it probably puts undisputed two fights away. Which
2: it's done all right, isn't she? Since turning over, that's quite an impressive like
0: zoom. Yeah, I mean, I, we can actually move this in because she was the first fight of the night on the main card on Saturday night. So, um, we can move into that. I think it basically it did kind of come exactly as we called it. Katie's height advantage over Nina wasn't really an advantage in the end because Nina just got into the body. Her, her shift in levels was fantastic. The way she went body, head, body, head, and then got out. Yeah, um, and
2: she's really aggressive as well, isn't she, with everything, like it's all deliberate.
0: Yeah, I've I got it here. Thorsland against Luna is September the 2nd in Denmark, so that's going to unify the WBO and the WBC and the ring belt. Oh, wow. So, so then it's just Nina and Ebony that we need to get in the ring, and then we could have a go at Undisputed.
2: Do you reckon that will happen um, for Ebony's return fight?
0: I think she's gonna need one first yes. yeah she she's got a, I know she's got a voluntary um I mean, she's got the w b a belt has not she I think so they're they're not as how harsh long has she been that. out Quite she's a been long. out a while, has not it yeah, I think she fought shannon O'Connell in yes she did um, September last year
1: yeah i wouldn't i I don't think she would want to walk into that, especially uh everything that's been going on with the move and the new trainer. Definitely, definitely, she needs a warm up.
0: Mm. A massive operation as well, isn't it? Like, yeah, I'd say. Yeah. Fight, but, uh... Yeah. So, but they—I don't think. Obviously, Nina's forty now. She's not going to want to wait around too long um, for it. And there's there's no comfortable fights in the bantamweight division. Everyone's, you know, everyone's bang on it. So it's, I think that's exciting. I mean, the I think the fight between Nina and Ebony is mouth watering.
2: Yes. styles. where do you call that one and where do you call that one like
0: yeah i mean for for me if that one goes the distance it's nina but ebony's so powerful
2: yeah Yeah. and she's got that little she's got something she's got that thing about her isn't she like she's got that i'm not getting out of here without that like it's just gritty she's got that Mm. grit um but then again, Saturday I thought Katie, for such a young girl, um, I thought she gave a really good account of herself. I thought took a few rounds, like four rounds, to fall into herself, to get into herself, to relax into it. But after the fourth round, I thought she really, like, presented herself very well.
0: Yeah, I don't think she was. Um, I don't think she was taken on board what Gav was saying in the uh, in the breaks. He's very wordy. But considering <laughs> you, you know you've only got I one did. minute you've got to take it I all in he's very wordy. but the
2: first few rounds um because obviously I was just watching live so I didn't I haven't heard any of that stuff in the corner but I just think it took her a good four rounds to settle into herself and then from what it looked on the outside it was then I don't know what he said to her whether it was like come on <laughs> but she seemed to pick up then and she seemed like herself like completely yeah I,
0: I think it was end of the fourth going to the fifth he, he said to her who you want to be a world champion
2: because uh, it, yeah, so that would make sense why she came yeah. out so hard on those, those
0: but, yeah and like that
2: she really, couldn't really that is like she was that's her first tv um performance on Design and for a world title <laughs> like a man like, talk about chucked in at the defense <laughs> like <laughs> 24 years old, your first appearance on Eddie Hunter's show is for a world title against like one of the toughest women in the sport. (laughs) Good luck. (laughs) We all just went, yeah, you can do it.
0: (laughs) But no, I mean, I I can see now for Katie, obviously, I think the world level was just a bit of a step up for her. I I can see her perhaps getting that British title fight at Bantamweight. Um, Unfortunately, I think think a great opponent for her, I don't think would happen because I think she's a stable mate and has not come back just yet, is Rachel Paul.
2: Oh yes, yes,
0: yes. <laughs> Um I, I I would pay money to sit in that gym and watch them two spar. I think that'd be just brilliant.
2: Yeah, they yeah, they're they're great girls, aren't they?
0: And it's um yeah, I I say so unfortunately Rachel, I think we were discussing actually before we came on, me and Scott. I think she had long COVID and then <laughs> Some, just, something else and just
2: imagine the unfortunate timing of that she had long COVID, then she had an accident in the park with a dog um, yes that's it. back back got hurt badly i mean that's my kind of luck <laughs> 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 bad for the girl like, that's so the kind stuff happens to me not to other people
0: <laughs> is, lady, is lady like a sarcastic nickname then
2: oh hell yeah <laughs> <laughs> literally anything weird that can go wrong, anything could happen, like, it will
0: happen to me, definitely. Like, oh wow. all these years? I never knew that was a sarcastic nickname.
2: Oh, yeah. <laughs> Shocking.
0: <laughs> well, so, yeah, so, yeah, good win for Nina. I think uh, all three, that no, she had 200 to 90s. I scored at 100 to 90 and one ninety-nine to 91. Um, it must confuse Howard Foster score in a women's fight because he can't just score it 117 <laughs>
2: yeah, 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 just away from that.
0: <laughs> uh, so the next, oh, just before, actually, before the bell, I mean, you were there, Beck, so you would have seen this. Shannon Ryan. <coughs> oh, excuse me.
2: <laughs> oh, oh i just managed to choke myself on my own. <laughs> Like uh, <laughs> it... <laughs> my voice is bad enough as it is, but without that um, she was superb. I she thought was. she absolutely deserved every second of enjoying that win. Um, I know last time at the O2, she was like she won and she was great, but she was so disappointed with her own performance because she's just a perfectionist and she's so dedicated to her craft. Um, really lovely girl. And uh, I thought she was absolutely banging that night.
0: Yeah, I thought she was terrific. And I, I do, when when the women start coming through, I like to play matchmaker and and knowledge of women's boxing. I would love to see Shannon get a British title shot against Lisa Whiteside. I think that would be war. Uh yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. I just don't. N- think that was whether the timing would happen because Lisa's right at the end and Shannon's right at the
0: beginning. Yeah. But everyone's avoided Lisa.
2: Yeah, it was a Ticey Gallagher fight recently, wasn't it?
0: Mm. Yeah, she did, she did lose, didn't she, to Ticey Gallagher? But it's yeah, everyone avoids her, and she never gets the she never gets the big fights that she should have got.
2: No, it's like a couple of years ago, she should have got those. Like, so I completely mm. agree with that. Yeah, Ticey's doing really like she's a hidden little. Um, she doesn't get talked about nearly enough for how good she is.
0: Uh, again, I think it's a symptom of just the women's game, isn't it, that that not enough people know sort of throughout the scale of it. Um, I know I was sort of lo- uh, last week or the week before bringing up Nicola Hopewell. Uh, tur- Northern tur- well. Yeah, she tur- turned pro into the fly. She used to be a, a Bieber fighter, like a Maltese license type thing. Yes, 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 yes. Uh, and she, she was 6-0, six, oh, six KOs in there so yeah if, uh, you get f-
2: of course you think, yeah okay
0: yeah
2: yeah because yeah, i think um i think they tried to speak to me at one point and i i didn't have a clue i thought they were a management company like no i was like i've never <laughs> i was like oh dear no no i can't do that sorry <laughs> i was like Shit, sorry i thought that was just a name for a management
0: <laughs> yeah it's a bit of a I mean, when Nicola was on there, I, I, I sort of spoke to her over social media, and I was like, "You really need to go British Boxing Board because you're not getting the recognition that you deserve." I think she was a WBF world champion, which I think Katie Healy was as well, because oh, that's okay. that, that's the WBF is one of the organisations that, that were under the the British and Irish Boxing Authority as they as they went under. Uh, but yeah, I don't think the medicals were quite as stringent as they are with the with the British Boxing Board. The shows are always quite low paid. Got to sell a lot of tickets to make a, a good bit of money, but um, I said, and that was actually something else I had down from from you earlier. Going in as the away fighter, are you under any obligation to sell any tickets?
2: Um, no, like we that,
0: don't. Sure. That must make life so much easier.
2: Which is another reason, like I did my. I feel, <laughs> I feel like it. Selfish as it sounds, like I've done my time in the small. World. I've done my time selling the tickets. I did 10 fights, um, having to make three and a half grand before I could even fight and selling out the local bingo hall. Um, I've done that. And after COVID, it was a case of, if you want to do that back, like you can get this record banging again. Like you can be the home fighter and you can pick your opponent and you can do that. And I was just like, what are you in it for? Like. I'm clearly not in it for the money because you don't make a, a shed load of money doing what I do. Um, but I'm also not in it for the record. I'm not in it for the record. I'm in it two box. Like, yeah. they get the biggest amount of life experience and the biggest amount of, I don't know. Like, I don't think you can expand your mind and do the things that I've done and then expect it to shrink back down and be satisfied with, what you were doing before, um, I just kind of think, just follow the path, see where it leads. Um, it definitely hasn't led to any money or any record. <laughs> but um, I don't know. I go to bed at night and I don't have any regrets from... I've got a few regrets from my personal life affecting fights. But apart from that, I don't have any regrets, even when I've really screwed up a fight, when I've really not done justice to what I'm able to do, and I've been like, why did you box like that? Like, oh my God, that's ugly. <laughs> like, that's terrible. But I've given my all and I go to bed at night knowing that I've done the best that I absolutely could. I've got integrity. Um, I, I don't carry away from a challenge. I'm not a cheat in any way, shape, or form. I'm, I I do the best that I can do, and I fall short against the world class a lot of the time. But I'm not gonna let that like get to me or anything. Like, I'd be less proud if I was any of those things that I just mentioned, or I cowered away or something. Like I don't know. It's it's an individual thing, isn't it? Um, um, I know I sleep easy on that knowing that I've done the best that I possibly can so
0: yeah the biggest shows the biggest exposure the biggest venues it's
1: fantastic stuff
2: yeah i just had such a great time never thought in a million years I'd get to walk out of the O2 like <laughs> like on one of the biggest female boxing cards of all time and I was so sure not only that but then like to put in a performance you're proud of, and that I worked really, really hard for. Um, and yeah, I haven't, like, and since COVID, I, I've i had a lot of, like <laughs> that Nina Hughes fight that got canceled because of COVID originally. I, I've i had a lot of health-like issues, like from COVID, that have never, ever gone away. Um, and I just go to bed and I'm like, give yourself a pat on the back, Bec. Like someone else might have given up and you haven't you've just found a way to deal with each and every um my thyroid for one like after covid i mean there was many other stuff going on but um like uh, your t3 and I think it's t4 levels they control your metabolism my t3 um which is why i wake up sundays i haven't even got a voice <laughs> my t3 levels are really low after covid so that might not be a health issue that might be absolutely fine but it makes losing weight very very difficult <laughs> now I'm just making excuses to eat pizza right? <laughs> but it's like so actually even if it's just that that I've got on the scales these days I give myself a little like hold well on mate you, you still stuck it out you done it And I think that's what I'm going to try and do with the females that I sign, like get to know them and know what's going on with them and what they're overcoming, because it's not just what you see when they get in the ring, it's what's got them to the ring in the first place, I think. Mm. Uh, Sorry.
0: And as a uh, (laughs) a personal trainer, you'll know that that's half being being a shrink as well.
2: (laughs) Absolutely, yeah. Yeah.
0: So, is the O2 your favourite venue to box in?
2: Um, I think that night for me, well, you were there. It just yeah. felt electric. Like, I could feel, like, even after the fight, like, my hair was standing up on my arms because it really was quite the atmosphere, but...
0: And it was from early as well. I mean, when I whenever I go to the O2 or York Hall or that, I, I get there at four when the doors open. I take my seat and I watch every single fight. But that venue was rammed from, like, half five onwards.
2: I, I, t- I mean, as you said, I'm an exper- experienced fighter now.
1: Yeah.
2: And when I stood there, I looked back at my coach, Dan, and I sort of gave him the look, like the the look that has given me a cuddle, <laughs> because I was like, shit, this face is on fire. <laughs> <laughs> and I felt like really like tingly walking out, and I haven't had that for like quite some time, so that was really cool. But um, I think when, where did I? I think it was Wembley that I boxed at during Covid and it was a totally different atmosphere but that gave me tingles as well as you went up the stadium steps like that was yeah there's some good venues but the O2 was definitely one of my favourites.
0: Uh, well let's say it was at Wembley Arena uh, Saturday Nights card that we're, we're talking about, about now. Um, move up to Chev Clark against David Jameson at Cruiserweight. Um Scotty, I think Chev needs moving up now. Area title, maybe?
1: 100%. It's not in doubt. Uh, just let, let's get that going straight away. Yeah. He's big. He's fast. He's strong. He's exactly what a cruise weight should be, isn't he? He's, yeah. I- <laughs>
2: yeah.
0: Big talent. Big talent. I think he dropped Davidson in the fourth and then uh, stopped him in the fifth. There was a bit of bad blood, I think, between the two sort of before the fight, wasn't there? I mean, Shev's not backwards and coming forwards. You
1: yeah, know, that's what happens. That's what I sort of said earlier about the game that they always try and make the little bad blood, and then when when the fight happens, you know, the bad blood goes out a little bit, but then it it really did was a, was just a good fight for him, and now he needs to move up. Yeah,
0: someone else that needs to move up. We'll, we'll do the cards not quite in the right order because we'll. We'll get this one out of the way. Johnny Fisher needs to stop fighting these knockover artists, doesn't he?
1: I've never... Well, the Ronford Bull, what did he have? For, he probably had about 10,000 there with him. Seen, <laughs> I think he was the three video, and a half. The video of them in the underground singing mm. to watch him for a minute. <laughs> it was just like... he 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 needs his own show. And... I don't know where that would be, but it would be lovely. They would they would sell that out if they got a little mini-stadium, not mini-stadium, mini-arena. It, it would be class, because it shows when you got a personality, especially in that men's game where it's very tough. If you've got a personality, you'll get the fan base.
0: Yeah. I, I'd like to see him fight David Adelaide for the English at the Copper Box. And I think two London boys sell that out. But I think, Beck, I mean, you, you said obviously that you... You, you come to fight every time you fight, which, which I know you do as well, but I think that Salas felt the power and then didn't want it.
2: Yeah, it was, um, like you say, he had so much support there that night, but it just looked completely unmatched, like it wasn't a great matchup, was it? Um, and he looked nervous. He was such a big guy. When he got in that ring, he looked nervous. And the fight didn't go on very long, did it? Uh,
0: it didn't even really look a clean contact I mean watching it on the telly we had the benefit of the replays and stuff it was a bit of a a brush of the sort of the back of the head and 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 he was he was gone not in great condition either Emilio Salas
2: no I was thinking that as well and I think it's a real shame I know it's a lot harder for the um bigger guys to look in shape but like it's like we said earlier it's your health when you get in there like you want to be in the best possible shape you can be um so yeah I just,
0: yeah, yeah. Jo- jo- Johnny's clearly not eating with his dad.
2: <laughs>
0: Bosh. <laughs> so we move on from Johnny. I'd like to see Johnny move up area or English title. Um, so the British things woo, with Fabio Wardley, Fraser Clark, and whatnot, but uh, yeah, I'd like to see him fight out of daily. So that we move on, Ernie Scottney Chanika Johnson wins ring walk of the night, hands down. That was fantastic seeing the hacker. Um, I did wonder whether she was going to fight in the body paint, but I'm quite glad that she didn't. <laughs> it's, uh, yeah, makes makes slipping the jab sound a bit different. You're
2: an excellent fighter, though. Excellent, Wasn't excellent she? fighter. Um, Ellie's just... Ellie's so, so, so good. Um, mm-hmm. I thought... If you took away the fact, like, if you were watching that but you couldn't see what they looked like, you would not have any idea you weren't watching a man's world title fight. Um, it was just class. It wasn't female boxing, male boxing. It was just class boxing.
0: I, mean, I said last week we were talking about Ellie. What are we building up to this fight, Scotty? I think she's the best we've got across all the weight
1: divisions. Yeah, and the way she fought that fight... It just, it just overpowered. And then the girl's looking at her back going, I'm doing everything I can. I, I'm performing at a very high level here and I can't get any change out of you. And that must be so demoralising because you know you're doing your best, you are putting on a performance and you're getting nothing out. And I hope that she comes back as well because it, she was a great fighter to watch and don't just, just see, because I've lost to Ellie Scottney, that's my career over she could still fight on these waters um, but Ellie Scottney's a special talent Yeah,
0: yeah, she's 15 and 1 isn't she, Sinega Johnson so she's experienced and, and just, well, she didn't tune now after fighting Ellie, but yeah, she's but, uh,
1: experienced it, You could see her like a heart going a little bit not, not a heart, that's the wrong way to say, but you, you could see like I've, I don't know what to do now um, and no, uh, I hope. I hope she can get a few more fights. Uh, I'm sure she will.
2: Because she deserves to be on the world stage because she's that good. Like mm. um, it was just purely that Ellie is like head and shoulders like good. <laughs> like it, I thought the difference between any other fight that night and that fight was huge. Um, yeah, it, it was elite, wasn't it? From from both of them, both girls to do that. Like, in with a lesser person than Ellie, Mm. she'd have looked phenomenal. Mm. And
0: the scary thing for everyone else in the Bantamweight division, is, uh, sorry, Super Bantamweight, is that Ellie said she didn't think much of her own performance that night. She thought she was quite poor.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Always room for (laughs) improvement.
0: In all honesty, I think that's the way that Shane works in his gym. I think that none of them get too full of themselves They all think there's ways they can improve. Yes.
2: Um,
0: And another one of his, obviously, Chris Benham-Smith won the World Title a couple of weeks back. Ellie win this. Another one who's well on the way to it is Caroline Dubois. Oh,
2: she's good, isn't she? Yeah. And again, lovely, lovely girl.
0: Yeah. Yeah, lovely girl from a lovely family, very well brought up.
2: We just want them to do well. Like I was like, praying for Ellie on Saturday and I was just so happy for her. And Caroline's another one, like just a nice woman.
0: And I think with the, with the casuals, they'll start sort of looking in with your fighters like Savannah Marshall, Caroline Dubois, because they do knock people out and that's going to get the casual eyes over. Yeah, yeah. Um. And then when they can, when they come over, and then they see the sort of elite offering that Ellie Scottney and Shanika Johnson and the likes of that are giving us, that's where we're going to attract new fans, I think, to, to women's boxing.
2: Let's hope
0: so. Yeah. <laughs> so the headline fight of the night, then the uh, the always entertaining Showtime, Sonny Edwards, Andreas Campos. I uh, know Scott, you're a massive fan of Sunny, aren't you? I
1: love him. Um, don't get hit. Box and enjoy yourself for the rest of the 12 the 12 rounds it's people don't like watching sonny edwards because once you watch one round it's the same for the whole fight but that's not what boxing is boxing is about winning and not getting hit and he he goes in he moves his head down, and as soon as the the hooks come in he's away and he's already slapped the other guy twice uh, he's a special talent the issue is it's because he's at that weight it's not attractive in the men's game um but hopefully he gets the BAM fight. I don't think Eddie would have signed him if he won't get the promises to get the, the big fights. But he's a special, special talent uh, and a joy to watch if you if you like boxing. If you want to watch fights, then don't watch uh, Sonny Edwards because you're not going to get that. Because he will not get hit. Beck,
0: were you still in the arena t- towards the end? Because it yeah. did sound like the atmosphere deflated ever so slightly during that fight.
2: I think he's just hit the nail on the head. If you if you like the sport, like he's an absolute talent, isn't he? But it's an acquired taste. Um, yeah, a lot of boxing fans are fight fans, um, not boxing fans. That is going to be the problem with selling that. Yeah,
0: yeah. I, th- I think the. I mean, I've, I've I've not seen Sunny fight live. I saw Charlie's first uh, defense of his WBC flyweight title. His brother, and it's that was at the copper box in London and the amount of people that were sort of looking and they were like on their phones or having a drink whilst the fights I'm kind of like, no, this is, this is the art, you know, boxing's an art form and this is it in its purest form by, all right, two eight stone blokes that are not going to be able to knock each other out. But it's, as Scotty said, the, the moral of boxing is hit and don't get hit. So you can't really argue that they're supplying that.
2: No, absolutely not. Um, but unfortunately, probably about 80% of the people in the crowd are not purest boxing fans.
0: No, yeah, believe me, I've been to an Anthony Joshua fight. That's very true there. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, but uh, I think, I hope for Sonny, though, there are some tests out there for him. I, 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 he is an elite level fighter, but if he gets those tests, He will have to not be as cocky. I mean, the first punch that was thrown, he was already ducking and diving out of the way. (laughs) Hopefully, he believes he is the best fighter in the world. And I can't argue with him, but if he does get the test, it could be a very entertaining watch. Let's hope so.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Bet Connolly, thank you so much for joining us on Packing Punches. It's been an absolute pleasure to talk to you this evening, uh, enlightening us all about your career. Uh, July 15th, your call was it that you're fighting?
2: Yep, that's the next one. So, yeah, Sorry, I left you for a little bit of that. I'm uh, not very good with technology.
0: <laughs> July fifteenth is my birthday weekend. Actually, I think I might jump on. I might jump on the train to Bethnal Green.
2: Come to New York Hall, yes, please. <laughs>
0: yeah, I've not been for, I've not been to Mecca for a while.
2: Excellent.
1: <laughs> Beck, thanks for joining us tonight. Uh, really insightful, and uh, best of luck for you next fight.
2: Oh, thank you so much.
1: Lovely. Cheers, Beck. See
2: see you later.
1: bye, 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 bye. Beck Connolly, what a guest. Back him. Uh full of love for the sport, isn't it? And uh, as she said, gatekeeper. You can't look at you. she's not a journey woman, she's the gatekeeper. Yeah. And you as we discussed, like you look at who she's for, who are now names in the game. Yeah. It's well, you can just Stevie Levy, Nina Hughes, Sky Nicholson, Ebony Bridges, Ramla Ali, Ellie Scottney, Rachel Ball. I know, obviously, hopefully Rachel Ball comes back. Natasha Jonas, Terry Harper, just to name a few. Mm. It's, it's, it's madness and she, she knows how to fight. Well, some of these ones
0: coming through now, I mean, Beck said she's got two years left. So if you're between nine stone and ten and a half stone, you've got to get through Beck Connolly if you're going to go anywhere yeah <laughs> so they'll all be waiting i think for for two years to be done
1: <laughs>
0: and then hopefully signing with her and getting their movements on so there's a couple of was this has a few shows on, on this weekend actually not that many in england um we did i said earlier we were chatting to beck stevie levy obviously our former guest she's fighting in rotherham this friday night um on a gbm card it will be available on youtube as, soon as i find the link i'll uh share that out on the socials but yeah she doesn't seem to have an opponent yet no one does on that card no which is um i don't know that's the way that Izzy does it and he sort of keeps it all under his hat
1: i know i know it's a small show but you still got to sell tickets you still want to i I don't know i think it's a bit odd
2: but yeah I I i mean
0: all the all the home fighters are there they yeah. probably all sold the tickets. And it's, pro- I mean, in all honesty, we know, you know, we've said oh, it's happened to me, it's happened to Bex, probably happened to every other boxer as well. Shit happens. Do you know what I mean? The, the night before, yeah. the morning, you know. So it's probably best that they don't release anything because otherwise, they are just going to have to keep changing it. Yeah. And I would imagine, I think there's nine, eight or nine home fighters on there. You're probably talking two gyms are probably coming with four or five fighters each uh, to fill that card up. So his, um, The GBM cards, they're really, really good shows. They they put on some really good quality stuff. Yeah. So, yeah, I'll be looking forward to watching that on YouTube. Also on that Friday night then at York Hall, we got a boxer card. We were expecting to see the prodigy that is Adam Azim. But unfortunately, he's going to be out for about six months now with an injury.
1: It's a a shame. It's it's a shame. And what, what more can you say? Like, it's, a, it's a legitimate injury you don't wish it on anyone Um, just hope that he comes back fighting fit it yeah. is but Boxer it's it's where they show their their worth now because there's been a few issues with Boxer and I'm not saying obviously the Adam Mazine injury is not their fault but it's not been all rosy has it the last few months
0: no they've had a rocky little road haven't they really with the um the Liam Smith Eubank Jr. fight being pulled and the because uh, then that had to move then the Marshall against uh Double H Diva, that was then moved and then that's now headlined in the show. There, then obviously yeah the Adam Zim coming out of this. There is a replacement headliner though, Fraser Clark is gonna fight Marius Whack. Which ironically, in an eight rounder, when yeah. Ben said Ben said he won't fight Fabio because he needs a ten rounder.
1: And that well, that's that's ben. what kind of kicked this off—the whole Fraser Clark incident—and uh, can't can't make such a big story about something that he needs this the ten rounder and get your eyes on you because Eddie put the eyes on him. Mm. I know Ben's doing really well, but Eddie put the eyes on him, called him out a little bit. You can't say something and do something completely different, regardless yeah, it's not, it's not. if your main event's pulled out. You need to. Back yourself, and I don't feel like putting Fraser Clark in this eight rounder does anything for anyone. And also Fraser, uh, he seems a lovely guy. Mm. Um, does he want an eight rounder? Who knows? Because he he's got a mouthpiece, hasn't he?
0: Yeah, I'm not even sure why it's an eight rounder. I mean, Marius Wack has fought for years. He's done 12s. He's done. he's fought against world champions. It's you know, so it's a great test for Clark, I think, because you know, Wack. You know, again, not a journeyman, a bit of a, a Derek Shazora type gatekeeper. If you're going to get to that top level, you've got to get through, you know, your Marius Fax, your Robert Hellanius, Derek Shazora, you've got to get through those guys. But this, yeah, this might as well be a 10 rounder. I, I really don't understand why it's an eight.
1: But, um, even if the knockout's there, it's heavyweight boxing. There's a knockout potentially there, so just put it as a 10 rounder anyway. Yeah. Uh, it, 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 I, it's a weird one. a weird one for me. It is a weird one. Um,
0: Hopefully we see Fabio Wardy out quite soon as well and then that could well still be there. The Clark gets Wardley
1: fight because we don't really want to see it. Um, Fabio was on TalkSport the other day. He's itching to get out. Um, You need TalkSport on your side for exposure for the casuals and he he is well in there with TalkSport. They seem to like him because he he comes across as a great guy.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I mean, honestly, I'd say it's... uh, like a rival, but it's not really Talk Sports Massive, but they're doing a lot of really good boxing stuff now. Um, Spencer Oliver, Simon Jordan. Yeah, no, they know what they're talking about. It's yeah, Puts us to shame, really. <laughs> uh, we don't pretend we know what we're talking about. We're for the fans' point of view, so that's, uh, that's why I don't consider them to be competition. Aaron McKenna is also on that card. 16-0, Northern Irishman, brother of Stevie McKenna. It tends to get a little bit more of the uh the
1: press and uh, g- i've g- seen I've seen them fight in Coventry hmm. um, and they brought shedload fans, yeah to a ice rink in Coventry, so they've got the back in um, they are dangerous fighters um with them both in each other's corners, I feel like yeah. They're an entertaining watch.
0: Yeah, I, I've actually I've felt with Stevie, is, I think a good boxer
1: picks him apart. Yeah, I, that's why they're entertaining. Yeah. And that's why the fan base love them. Uh, because they've only got the one style.
0: Yeah, and it is, as you say, very entertaining. But it's a good step up against uh, against Lima in that fight that he's going there. So he's ranked a lot higher than he is, so that should be interesting. Um, and then Caroline, just picking the big ones from this, this Friday night show, really, there's a few names that not many people would have been too familiar with. Caroline Dubois fighting uh, Lascano, this, I think this is a really good step up for her. It would, do her, it would probably do her a favour to go the distance or stop late, because she's probably other, when she was at the O2 on the night we were talking about with Beck, she she finished that girl in like two rounds, it was piss easy. And... Uh, yeah, like like to see her going a little bit, getting a little bit more of a test before she does step up to world level. But yeah, always exciting to watch Caroline.
1: I think she only knows one way though, don't she? So <laughs> yeah. even even if she jabs, it it, it it makes the other girl knows about it. So um, I think that's the way she will fight throughout her whole career. Um, is whether the other person comes back at. Mm, absolutely.
0: Right, well, mate. Any other bid? Any other business for this uh, this weekend of
1: hockey? Uh, hockey.
0: Good. Going to our other podcast there. Weekend of boxing.
1: <laughs> no. Ah,
0: excellent, mate. I'm. Uh, yeah, I'm really looking forward to these these Friday night shows. Uh, like I said, we're going to share out the details so that we can watch Stevie on YouTube. And next week, I will have a a very brief catch up on the phone with Nina Hughes, so we'll find out how her little break has gone after winning her world title. So don't worry, the towel is in.